Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Your woo didn't make it to the recording. Oh, I didn't know we had a woo girl on. I am a big, I taught everybody about woo girls and I just love, I mean, I didn't, I taught my friend group about woo girls. Okay. So I was like, uncultured swine. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. Wow. If you are watching, it's a monumentous, monumental. We, we are monuments. We are in person together for the first time since. I don't know. We don't remember. We don't remember. We tried. We already tried this already. We don't. But it's very exciting. And uh, if you're watching the video, go for it. Like, just if you're a part of our Patreon, a dollar a month, maybe five dollars if you want to do the live streams. But go see the video. You can see us in Here. all of our glory together. Not Megan's wrapped in my Arkansas alumni blanket. 
I was gonna give I was going to like ju- I first time I picked this up I go is this is a Delta Airlines blanket but then I saw there is one that was in that little bit oh my god <laughs> blue one okay that yeah. makes sense because like none but of those I pulled blankets it out. are actual blankets that I've ever spent yeah. money on well I pulled it out and it was a lot bigger than the airline blanket so I was like I'm not gonna insult this blanket by calling it an airline blanket now that I see that I can wrap my whole body um but yeah I between the couch the blanket and my shirt I am ketchup relish mustard when you first made that joke I thought you were referring to the yellowish tone of your skin okay and I was jaundice like... is not my fault that I wasn't <laughs> I under the light so okay. I was like I don't see it, but what it the- took me until we re- we record the update before we did this, and then I saw the full picture. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it really looks like it. Um, uh, and you can also see I'm giving so much side boob. There's a whole episode. Let me, let me let mine come through a little. Yeah. Bit more. So if you want some side boob action, join our Patreon. Um. Also. Okay. Yeah. What? Big news. I don't know what this big news is, everybody. Huge news. Welcome to season 10. What the fuck? <laughs> You're kidding. No. We do 26 episodes a season. So now we're on our 10th season. Oh, my God. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> this is this is. This is the one, uh, so we got to go balls to the wall. Oh, my God. Six episodes. This is our modern family. This is, How many do they do? I don't know. For some reason, I thought they did 10, and then they ended up doing, like, 10 and a half. Modern Family. Or they only do nine seasons. We as, like, the modern... 11. They did 11. Yeah, so I think I everyone think they, thought 10 we was the end. were going to end at 10, and then they didn't. I say we, because I feel like I was part of the no, family, too. Well, we were. We, as Modern Family's <laughs> biggest fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. Holy shit. What the fuck? That's crazy. But wow. here we are. Wow. Wow. Well, congratulations to all of us. Thank you all for listening for this song. That's wild. Well, anyways, um, welcome to Don't Blame Me, the advice podcast where you give life-changing, wonderful, absolutely amazing advice. And you might be wondering, how are you qualified? Um, first of all, it's none of your business. Don't ask questions. <laughs> I sound like a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Just be here. Just be here. Just show up. Listen. Subscribe. And just let it marinate. Yeah. Just let it like seep all over your body. Let it soak in to all your orifices. You know what I wanted to do, but I know you hate it. Oh, the mouth noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for resisting You're the welcome. urge. It's, I really it's like the urge it. is so strong. I can tell based on like how stiffly you're holding your body. <laughs> you're physically Cause restraining. Because I have to, you know, move my cheek. Oh, and yeah. I can't do that without my hands. And so Good. I'm good thank you holding it down i appreciate it we can pivot from a different subject so you don't have to keep thinking about it i want to do it so i know don't do it okay so we're gonna give advice you call in well you've already called in we have a phone number 310-694-0976 international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com and you record your voicemail and then we listen to it on the show and give you advice and the best way for us to give you the best advice is for you to give us the best call. And for that, we A. Okay, we're not going to do the A, B, C, and D because I'm going to forget we're doing I know. Okay, you, you need to be aging or over, have your parents' permission. And we ask that you write down what you're going to say. Practice it a couple times. You can pull out your timer because you only have three minutes. You will be cut off. And if you have the most... And I just want to say with the three minutes, is three minutes from when you start. I think people are getting confused. It's three minutes from where... Like 
the answering machine makes the beep it's not when you hear megan's voice oh yeah so don't look at the timer that's like on your phone as the call's going because you oh, add that's... about 20 seconds onto that i people always like i'm already out of time mm-hmm. we're like no you're not that makes sense okay i get that now i would have probably done the exact same thing um so yeah write it down and then you can practice to make sure your your specific call of you talking is under three minutes and we ask that you include your age if there's other people involved in the story, their ages, especially if it's relationships, how long you've been together, all of like that information that will help us give the best advice that will influence the advice that we give. Um, and if you want to let us know your pronouns, do it. Um, we also, it's totally anonymous. So please don't include your name. If you do, we're just going to bleep it out. But if you want to include some fake names for people, that always works well for us to kind of keep track. And that's it. That's it. Oh, and if you're sensitive, let us know. Just give us a heads up ahead of time because we we give the advice that we would like to see in the world. You know, sometimes you can't ask your best friend for advice because they're just going to tell you what you want to hear. And we are going to tell you what you need to hear. And what we want to hear. Exactly. I'm going to say what I want to say. And you're going to like, you're going to listen. You're going to like it. Or you're not going to like it. And you're going to be like the girl who was dating someone in the coma and the twin brother thing. And then never again. Goodbye. Where are you? Well, we were, we did kind of go in deep. Think about her a lot. I do too. I hope she's okay. Let us know if you're still listening. Yeah, you don't have to give us an update. I just want to know, like, wellness check. Are you good? Mm -hmm. Are you listening? I would love an update, though. (sighs) Like, are y'all still together? I know. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, oh, we have an update. Yes, we do. So take it away. Okay. So, um, my original call of uh, was that I was asking advice on whether or not I should tell a classmate of mine that I had a crush on them. Um, I am in graduate school. It is a two-year program, so I still have a year left. Um, with but uh, when the episode came out, um, we were on winter break, um, so I could not really do anything. Um, because we live in two different states. So I wasn't able to like do anything. And it would just be really weird to like text someone that. Um, so um, I didn't see them for like well over a month. Um, and then when we got back to school, um, we had seen each other for like a little bit before classes started. Um, and then we were walking back from class one day. It was me, him, and another one of our friends who I told that I had a crush on him before uh, we left for winter break. Um, and she was kind of uh, stirring the pot. So she <laughs> goes, oh, hey. So before she was like, uh, she asked them about the situationship girl. So a part of the original call was that he just gotten out of a situationship with another girl um, that he went to undergrad with and who also goes to the same school as us for grad school, but in a different program. Um, and so he goes, uh, she asked him like, oh, hey, how is, uh, so-and-so? And And he goes, oh yeah, we're together. (gasps) (laughs) And and both of us are like, wait, what? And he was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's my girlfriend. And my, like, again, we had seen him for at least a week, like, we had talked to him like I had at least talked to him over the winter break for a little bit and like he never mentioned this and at first I was like hmm okay 
But then I was like, you know what? It's a sign. It's a sign that I'm glad I did not embarrass myself <laughs> and tell this person that um, I liked him because it would have like backfired in my face. Um, but the storage is not in there. So, okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I told another one of my friends um, that I had a crush on him. And I was like, but he has a girlfriend. However, I think he still flirts with me. So being a Leo, I feel like everyone is in love with me. At Relatable. <laughs> so uh, sometimes I have to tell people around me that like, just watch, just see. Because I could be just like, <laughs> me. I could be making it up in my brain. But, um, you know, just, just see, just see how he interacts with me and let me know if it's flirting or not. So, uh, you know, he comes, we work very close. Like we work in the same building, um, during like our, our grad assistantships. So he would come almost every day and like eat lunch in like our break room and all that stuff. Um, literally for the whole first semester and kind of half of the second semester of school. So we would interact almost every day. And so my friend, I told, she was like, eh, I don't know. Like I need a little bit more time to see if like, what is, you know, what he's doing, what his behavior is because, um, like he would be adamant on like giving hugs to me, which isn't a problem for me because I really like hugs and I liked him. So I was like, I'm gonna give him a hug. <laughs> so he was very adamant on like, every time I see you, like, you're going to, not gonna, but, like, we're, we're, we're hugging, hugs. like, we're hugging. <laughs> um, Is this the same <laughs> friend that was stirring the pot with the other guy? Um, yeah. Ooh, I yeah, like this I, friend. I, I do too. I like this friend. <laughs> um, and, you know, we would all, he would always, like, make sure that we, like, sat next to each other, and he would always sit next, sit next to me, and be close to me, and blah, 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 things like that. Um, so, one of our cohort members has a birthday in January. Um, so she decided to host a party at her place um, with a lot of alcohol, a lot of amounts of alcohol involved. Okay. Um, so this is another friend. Um, I told, okay, listen, I know I said I didn't want a lot of people to know, but I told way too many people that I should know. <laughs> so, Relatable. I also relate to this. She also, she also knew that I liked him and she was just like, let's see what he does at my party. So she has the party and she tells everyone, like all of our cohort people, like, hey, bring whoever you want. Cause a lot of our cohort members have like significant others. Um, and so she's like, bring whoever you want. If you want to bring them, go ahead. Um, like more the merrier. Uh, and his girlfriend decides not to come for whatever reason. I don't know why, uh, but he was just like, oh, no, she didn't feel like coming. So yada, yada, yada. So he shows up girlfriendless and um, we're sitting around uh, like playing drinking games or whatever. I, do you know the game Piccolo? It's like a it's like a phone game. It's kind of like heads up. Mm -hmm. but not really. Okay. Um, so. I'm familiar with heads up. <laughs> I, I played. I played plenty of these. Also, isn't a piccolo games. like a flute? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. A tiny, like a tiny instrument. Okay. But it's like it tells you. It tells you things that you can do, and most of it is like naughty things. Oh. It's, it's a drinking game. Okay. Um. So one of the one of the things was like, uh, so and so slap my ass basically saying that this asking the person to slap or grab my ass and they go to do it because you know it's a game we're like playing and the, <laughs> the guy who does it uh he's a gay man he's never slapped a woman's ass in his life so he's just like 
uh, like, you know, just like a soft little tap. And the guy that I have a crush on, he's like, well, that's not how you do it. Oh, God. And we're just like, we're all just like, okay, well, you know, let's demonstrate. Let's see how you do it. (laughs) Let's see how you do it. And so he like full on just like hits and grabs my ass. And then all of my friends are staring at me like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And um, yeah, after that night, my friends were like, are y'all, is something? I was like, no, he has a girlfriend. And they were like, hmm, interesting. Very interesting on how he was uh, treating you and, Mm -hmm. you know, like was very adamant on smacking your ass. I'm provoked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, was like, it wasn't his turn. Like, yeah, it wasn't his turn. And he was just like very adamant on needing to make sure everybody knew that he knew how to slap an ass, um, especially mine. <laughs> the ego. Um, I know. And that same night, so we live very close to each other. So he drove me home. He wasn't drinking because he drove. Um, so he oh, drove so he wasn't home. even drunk when he smacked your ass? No, no, he was sober. Yeah, I mean, we all know that he didn't invite his girlfriend, right? (laughs) Right. Just FYI, you know that now. He didn't Mm -hmm. invite her. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. Continue on. Uh, (laughs) So uh, he drove me home uh, from the party, and I was like, you know, he pulled up to my apartment, and I was like, okay, like, see you later, bye. And I like leaned over to like give him like a side hug because I'm in the passenger seat, he's in the driver's seat, and he literally goes. See you later, turns his whole head around and just plants a huge kiss Ooh. on my cheek. Like, <laughs> and it's like so close to my mouth, like, because <laughs> I don't turn my head close to him. So I'm just like on the side and he turns his head and just plants one on the side of my face. And I was like, I was shocked in the moment. And I was like, okay, bye. And like rushed out of the car and, oh and like unlocked my door, went in my door, literally called my friend. It's like 1.30 in the morning and she just left the party. I just left the party. I just called her and I was like, you will never like guess what the fuck just happened in his goddamn car. <laughs> and she was just like, what? Like freaking out. So I was telling her the story about it and she was just like, that is so inappropriate of him to do. And I was like, uh, I know that I make jokes about being a homewrecker, but I really don't want to be. Like, I don't right. want this to start drama mm-hmm. uh, with his girlfriend because like, I know most people are like oh like probably like fuck the girlfriend like whatever but Mm -hmm. she actually is a really cool person and I actually kind of like her so that what that's what makes it also difficult for Mm -hmm. me to like have feelings for him so I was like I actually like his girlfriend and she's actually a really cool person um but yeah it was just very um that was like the big night that my friends were like why is he still acting like this towards you uh when he knows that he is in a committed relationship um and this was in January and nothing that big has happened since then but it's been like little things of like he still calls me nicknames like his favorite one to use for me is my queen oh Um, god he loves using my queen (laughs) for some reason yeah it's very cringy and like now that I'm like saying it out loud I'm also getting the ick all over again (laughs) Do, do, do you mind me asking what his ethnicity is Oh, he is a white man. Okay, that's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. He is a white man. Yeah. 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 The My Queen solidified it for me. But yeah. But, you know, so 
now like now I'm in a different state for the summer and he's back but he's still in our like school hometown um with his girlfriend they decided to stay there over the summer um they've been together for six months they seem to be happy I really don't know I stopped asking questions and he stopped like giving me answers about it um and he like doesn't tell me anything because before like he would if they were in a situationship before they were in a relationship so there was like ups and downs and he would always like talk to me about it and talk to our friends about it and I don't know now he's like he doesn't talk about it at all um like his girlfriend at all to any of us to any of our friends and so I'm just like, whew, dodged a bullet on that. Because, yes. Oof, do you yeah. have the full ick now? now? I'm doing like the ick. Yeah, do you have like <laughs> have the full ick? Because yeah, yeah, I, I, I can yeah. sense it. I'm glad yeah. that you did not take my advice. Yeah, me fucking too. I <laughs> got, yeah. Because my, in case people listening uh, didn't hear the original call, but my advice was to just go for it. Yeah, and I said, don't do it. <laughs> so I, I, right. I literally thought about it. I thought about it for a second to be like, you know what? Like, why not? Like, at the at that point, I didn't know that they were together. So I was just like, who cares? Um, but then once they got together, I was like, I can't do that. That's just, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, I think that, like, I can totally see how, like, when someone like gives you kind of a door to their relationship where it's like him complaining about her and like confiding in you and your other friends and that stuff, like that is like people just, you like shouldn't do that in general, especially when it's like people you flirt with. Cause like it basically like mm -hmm. is telling someone who you flirt with like, Oh look, there's holes in my relationship. Mm -hmm. But like of, yeah. for a lot of other people, that would have been like the, the green sign go, but you were like, wait, I really like this girl. Like she seems really cool and nice. And so I like her as a person, so I'm not listening and, and taking in any negative things you might say about her. But, um, you know, when someone then continues to be in a relationship with someone, like, after they've, like, flirted with you, it, like, is maybe, like, at the beginning can be like, oh, my God, this is exciting. Then after a while, it's just mm -hmm. icky. You're just yeah. like, oh, I don't even like you anymore yeah. because, like this is I don't want to be I don't want to date you and have you do this to like someone else and like this person's really cool that you're dating and like this just it's it's really easy like when you don't actually act on that stuff like I think a lot of people would avoid being a homewrecker if they waited mm -hmm. a month and then they'd get the ick right you know what I mean I mean yeah. not to be like talk about myself but <laughs> I've had a lot of guys in relationships try to like date me and i'm like yeah it's flattering at mm -hmm. first i never do anything mm -hmm. you know to th that would be considered cheating but then like when you think about it you're like this is awful because like what if i was with this person they were doing the same thing i would hate that yeah 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 that's well, definitely how like i i felt i felt that and i was like uh actually i don't feel comfortable <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't say anything. Sometimes there's the odd people are like, why not? And sometimes the question is, why? Mm -hmm. Why should I do this? Why? <laughs> you know, why? I'm going to hold off until I can know that, like, I'm saying a sound mind and body and the outcome mm -hmm. is going to be what I want. Like, sometimes if I don't know that I'm going to get exactly what I want, I, people are like, you don't know if you don't ask. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe I won't ask. <laughs> maybe I will wait to find out that I'm going to get right. exactly what I want. And I think that's a, you know, especially when it's like a shit and where you eat situation. 
you got to let things like marinate and stew before you act on it. But I am glad that it was a two. Mm-hmm. Even if you had said anything, I'm glad it's a two-year program, not a four-year program. Because that oh, would yeah, have no. been worse. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Also, there was a, a, a thing of um, whether or not I study. And I know I should, but I do not. I don't study. <laughs> I'm really bad at studying. Okay, but you're smart. <laughs> you're still making. like so For me, lucky. grad school Thank is you. like... It's more of like a pass fail type thing, you know. Like yeah, yeah. You if you you do the yeah, as long as you try, it doesn't. (laughs) Also, here's I also think grad school. A you even if I never find out you graduate, you went to grad school. Mm -hmm. That's enough. (laughs) I didn't even finish undergrad. Like anything, any postgraduate degree, I'm like automatically you're in a different like a different level. So you don't need to study. (laughs) Some of us do, do need to study and also can't do it. But you know, if you don't need to, don't fucking do it. But yeah, the drama. Yeah. The drama. drama. Well, I hope that you can have like a fun, not situationship or a situationship if you want. Someone fun and nice and 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 not not in your program. In your program and not with a girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, those are uh those are on on the list of (laughs) (laughs) the short list of what we maybe find a little summer fling with where you are Mm -hmm. now. Um, I'm actually doing like a little first date thing while I'm here in the summer so yeah I'm trying to go on as many first dates as possible I've only had two which is fine but I still have a couple weeks before I have to like be back so I'm gonna try to sneak in like maybe two or three more wait that's great I love that I do too that's like great yeah oh my god fuck yeah it's been a fun time oh my god I'm living my best life yeah you truly (laughs) are loving the mindset absolutely perfect thank well you. thank you for giving us the update i am so glad you are not with this guy um and i hope that maybe he hasn't ruined the term my queen for you and oh next time, so, i hate it i hate mm-hmm. it so much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know maybe the next time the nicknames will be well thank you so much um i hope you enjoy the rest of your summer and Fuck yeah, on your you. next next and final year of grad school mm-hmm. fucking crush it amazing thank you so much happy she didn't say anything yeah yeah and then i don't i don't like him no no they're still friends so i'm gonna be you know i mean i she knows we don't yeah like there are some things that i had that were cut out oh we're gonna cut that out we have to because it might reveal things oh, oh okay i thought you were like it's not bullying no no okay, no. okay. Cause it no for be- her life yes. without a doubt that makes more yeah. sense like meant for the audience and no, i was no, like no. okay no, no yeah no. yeah I'm but afraid. i mean i feel like the, i feel like if we keep this part in people certain people will know yes the people that know know the yeah. girls that get it get, get it, it. <laughs> did you see that somebody put her words on a billboard Shut up. Yeah, and she's has it copyrighted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a fat check. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Um, I started binging it during COVID, and I've wanted to call in for a while. Um, so, honestly, this feels kind of weird to be doing now. Um, but I'm a female. I'm 24. I use she, her pronouns. Um, and my boyfriend in this story, he's 23. He uses he, him pronouns. And we've been together for almost five years now. So I just finished my first year of teaching in May. Um, and during that year, I lived at home with my parents so I could save money because, you know, I don't make any fucking money as a teacher. Um, and during this time, my boyfriend, because he's a year behind me, 
Jackson was finishing up with college, and he was two hours away. And then once he graduated, he moved back home with his parents three hours away to look for jobs. Um, Thank God he finally found a real adult job. He starts in July, and then in August we will move into our apartment in our new city together. Um, Because of these life circumstances, we know that we're not ready to get engaged yet. Um, We've talked about marriage, and we know that we want to be married one day. Um, But one, 24 and 23, still pretty fucking young, don't really need to be engaged yet. Um, And two, we both kind of need to, like, you know, get into life and, like, actually make money before we really think about engagement. Um, So even though I know that I'm not ready to be engaged, he's not ready to be engaged, I can't help but feel pretty shitty when I see other people my age get engaged, especially when I know they haven't been together as long as we have. Um, And even though 24 is still young, I'm only seeing more and more engagements at this point, and it's really causing me to feel kind of inadequate. I know it's not rational, but it just kind of is what it is. Um, And so, yeah, I know that I'm not ready to be engaged, but I just can't help but compare myself to these people and compare my relationship. Um, So, Megan, I'm hoping you can give me some advice here on how to not get so down in the dumps when other couples reach certain milestones faster than you do. I know you and Mont have been together for a long enough time. You only recently got engaged. Um, So I'd love to know if this was something you struggled with and how you dealt with it so that maybe you just didn't feel like shit every time you saw an engagement. Um, So thank you guys for any help you can give me. Love you. Goodbye. You need to move to a city in a blue state. (laughs) That truly, like, but like, that is why you and I, like, we have such different experiences Mm -hmm. with like friends and like engagement and stuff. Like, my, I am one of two. My best friend is now married, which is fucking weird. But like, oh, and our we, I have three friends in total. (laughs) <laughs> total period period I mean, well yeah no but like <laughs> i have literally three friends my age who are engaged like who are engaged and like we all we literally all got engaged probably like within i don't know a couple months of each other and we've all maybe not time been dating the longest but like i don't know i would think we're all relatively similar stuff so like it is it's not it's like a it's a product of like your environment mm-hmm. like so 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 much and that i i want to say that like you know when you see people get married that like you you are being completely rational in the sense that like you haven't lived together yet like of course this is like the right i 100% am backing you that i think like you're making the right choice like you know money and we haven't lived together yet and like we're still really young and despite we've been together for a long time I also think that I think that once you date past 25, the years you date past the age of 25 means a a lot more, especially when you're like living together and stuff, because you are coexisting and cohabitating and not just like in college or in high school and kind of like going along life, doing the same thing, just like in the same boat, like just doing that. This is more like I'm choosing to put my boat and your boat next to each other. And then we're going to figure this, our life out together and build this life. 
So that's part because part of me also wants to say that statistically, and Melissa can back this up. Mm-hmm. Statistically, if you're seeing a lot of your friends get engaged and get married who are 23, 24 years old, and also have been dating less than five years, they're not going to stay together. I uh, firsthand experience grew up in Arkansas. A lot of my friends got engaged or married um, as soon as they graduated from college. Most of them are not together anymore. They're a lot of them are on their second marriages. And then like the ones that are together aren't happy about mm-hmm. it. Like they they talk about how much they regret it getting married so young. They feel like they're kind of stuck in their marriages and because of their kids and stuff. And they wish that they had waited. Mm-hmm. So I I I think you're doing what's right. Like it may be tough seeing other people that are, you know, your peers that are the same age that are doing things. I mean, FOMO is real. Mm-hmm. Um, but think about uh your own happiness as like as a whole and not just like tunnel vision for what you're seeing right now. Look big picture because like you're doing what's right for you. I mean, it could be right for other people, but you're doing what's right for you. One, you're trying to save money. Two, like you, your boyfriend has you. You y'all have been long distance for a long mm-hmm. time. You currently live two hours. Well, they live two hours away while you were in school, and then now they live three hours away. Mm-hmm. So you need to go through, you know, like an adjustment period of what it's like to date. Like this is a new period of your life. What it's like to date when you are not only like close to each other, but living in the same house mm-hmm. um, or apartment or wherever you're living, and then. Um, just getting to know each other, getting to know yourself, what it's like not living with your parents is also a big adjustment. So just take your time. Just because you see people that seem like that they're happy doesn't mean they aren't. You're just getting a highlight reel of their lives. You're on your own journey, which I hate that word. But, very bachelor but it's true but it's yeah it's very true like this is you're you're the only person that can live your life is you and you know i mean you know what's best for you you said that this is what you want to do it's hard to say like don't feel inadequate when you see these other things happening but i think just kind of change the mindset of like they're they're probably doing what they think makes them happy but it's not what actually is going to make them happy so that's what i was going to say because like you're not only doing the best thing for you but statistically by the textbook by the book a therapist will tell you you're doing the best thing and i think what you're comparing is to is like you're thinking that these people have already gotten past this phase that like financially they're doing way better off like they they have like something's clicked and they've had something that you don't have that you're like I don't want to, where we are now, I'm not ready to get engaged, but I want, but they are. Mm -hmm. So like, I, that's what it's feeling envious of, but they're not at a different point than you. They're just not seeing the bigger picture like you are. And I do not know. And like, there are a hundred percent exceptions to the rule, but like, I don't know anyone who got married young. Like, even if they're happy, if you watch Aspen and Parker on YouTube, what Aspen's one of my good friends, Aspen will tell anybody that she like loves her husband more than anything, loves her kids more than anything. But she was like, yeah, I wish we had waited mm-hmm. longer before we got married. And she was like, it was just a product of our environment and like how things go. And like, 
also to be fair she waited like the longest of all of her friends and for her that kind of felt like it felt like okay you know what I don't necessarily fit it as shocker if anyone doesn't know Aspen doesn't really fit in with the Utah kind of tropes and so I don't think most people in Utah fit in yeah. as far as it goes since we know that there's a lot of swingers out yeah there. truly yeah. mom talk all over yeah. again but yeah so she but so even that was doing you you your I don't want to call it your rational brain but like when you look at like your the legit like the the logistics of the logic of it all even in your own environment that does shrink and expand those time frames and stuff so even going through all of those like waiting longer to do that she still says like I I wish we had just kind of like enjoyed dating mm-hmm. for a little bit longer and doing that in our adulthood and that is what happens after you turn 25 is you kind of have that clarity and you also will not that I'm <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends who are like married or engaged but I've seen it happen on like people I went to college with who I'm not friends with. And there was a large influx of people getting married at 24, 23. Past 25, no one was getting engaged until like 27, 28. And so I think that I always talk about how great it is to turn 25, but it really, it really is. I don't know. I mean, I know it's because your brain fully develops, but like there is just sense of confidence behind the decisions that you make and like the thoughts that you have. And if you can in a not bitchy way, look at your friends and don't pity them, but recognize like, I really, and don't say this to them, but like, if you have to say this to yourself, like you can have a petty voice in your head where it's like, I really hope their marriage makes it. Mm -hmm. I really hope they make it. And if you have to be a little cunty in your head, I hope that they're as happy as they seem. Yep. I I hope that this isn't for show. Mm -hmm. Like, I hope that this is really how it is. I've met other people who are engaged and when they find out Mats and I are also engaged and have been together for so much longer and we don't really want to have a wedding. Like we want to have, we're, we're going to get married, but we don't really want to have like a wedding wedding. And I will, people will tell me about all of this stuff that they're going to do and like their relationship and stuff. And then they'll ask like, oh, how long have you guys been together? And I'm like, oh, how long has it been? Almost like seven years at this point. And they're like, oh, wow, we've been together for two and you're not plant, blah, blah, blah. And I can tell that because we've been together for so much longer, it makes them feel threatened in their relationship and then project can project that. But I think if I was younger without, and, and I was in an area where those were like my friends and my peers and wasn't just these one-off situations, without a doubt, that would make me feel insecure. But I think if you can surround yourself with people who in general, I think it's a great thing to do if you grew up in a town or an area that everyone kind of has like the same upbringing and the same uh, backgrounds and point of view to surround yourself with people who have different life experiences than you because that that's going to be the best because you find 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 some liberals in that city find some find some women who like have like work jobs in like like had to go to like lot like lot well, I guess longer but schools. Even, I'm gonna say even like the area that I grew it was in Arkansas, but it's still more liberal part of Arkansas. Yeah. And most of my friends are liberal, and it's still the same thing. Like it's yeah. still like people. Oh yeah, them. I I I I should have said in like a what do you call like a city that like you you move to like where they're like a like a transplant city. Yeah, like uh, yeah. So like I a bit like is it still a, a transplant? Yeah, mm. like where I, because. Walmart and yeah oh yeah all yeah that yeah, is yeah, yeah, there, yeah and most people that Just are coming there. in are are moving in yeah that are adults yeah conscious find it con- be conscious finding people who aren't 
yeah. in that position. And yeah, also people, no one should care about your relationship. Right. The only people that should care is you. Hey, my you Melissa. So this call is going to be very, very, very scatterbrained, and I'm very sorry. I didn't. I'm calling on a whim. Anyways, so I am 18. Um, I still live at home with my parents, which is kind of what this call is about. I am still financially dependent because I am um, going to school. I'm almost done um, because I'm going to a trade school, so I finish much faster than in traditional college. Um, and I have kind of always had a strained relationship with my mother specifically. And in the last like week, it's been particularly bad and I'm not exactly sure why. Um, and I just like don't really know what to do because there it's just so stressful and anxiety like give what is the word anxiety giving like living in the same house as her and like having to like work with her on certain things and like whatever and like do household things for her like it just is very stressful for me and like it gives me a lot of anxiety because she's just very much one of those people who I don't know what is going to set her off and what isn't and it's very wishy-washy I definitely don't have the best coping mechanisms when it comes to her either so I know I'm partially at fault, but I am in therapy and I am working on it and I am getting better. But sometimes there's just things that I'm, I just explode and it's definitely not healthy and I'm very much aware of it. But I just was wondering if you guys could give me any advice on maybe how I can either try and work on my relationship with her or just like learn how to coexist with her in our house until I'm able to move out. I think it's kind of what the basis of my call is going to be. Um, there's not really much other details. So yeah, this is kind of it. This is kind of a crappy call. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Bye. Really is actually not a crappy call. It wasn't to, for this not to be written down with you avoid it saying uh -huh. but we felt it in our spirit yeah and there's a big pause uh -huh. on a whim <laughs> mm -hmm. it was actually pretty good yeah no one else do that but... no that was an exception to the yeah. rule and yeah um i totally do <laughs> sorry um yeah i in case you're new here oh megan I... is being i'm being sarcastic. sarcastic all right so the first thing i'll say um, I literally have a whole huge section on my book about this, like specifically, like how to, um, like survive and coexist when you have to, because yes, we talk about, and I say this now at like my age of being like a living on my own and being independent, like cut people out, cut people out. But that was not an option when you're younger. And I understand. So First thing, I'm so glad you're in therapy. Any advice we give you, run by your therapist before you do it because um, I can come from personal experience and like, you know, I've also, we've also been in therapy, but I, it is really important um, that you're, how you like behave in your house is um, important to your safety, physical and emotional. And so just please run anything by your therapist before you like take our advice because 
I mean, I think to be fair, I, I hope everyone does that if it's, uh, if you have questions or it is pertaining to something that is a little bit more precarious, like your like living situation. Um, first of all, nothing is your fault. It's truly not. You are 18. You are the kid here. No matter how old you feel, it's not your responsibility to um, mitigate uh, how your parent reacts to you. And like what you're describing of like the inconsistency is something I'm sure your therapist has like talked to you about. And your anxious reaction is textbook. Like that is what happens when you can't um, anticipate how somebody's going to behave and you are like walking on eggshells and you don't know what's going to set them off. You exploding, I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's just a matter of, do you feel better after? Do you feel, I don't want to say, do you feel seen and heard? Because it doesn't sound like that's happening in this relationship. But is it more depleting than cathartic? Because I think that's what's the most important thing in these situations. And you can want to try to work on a relationship as much as possible, but I would really urge you to ask yourself, and I mean this in the least cunty way possible, if your mom wants that and if she is open to that or would you be having to do 99% of the legwork because that's not fair to you and it's also not going to have the outcome that you want and it's not, it's just not going to be successful. So my immediate um, very biased advice. So take that in is that, yeah, you learn how to coexist and how to coexist. I, again, I get very much more into depth in the book about it, but when you can't anticipate how somebody is going to react to things, like I find it was a lot easier for me to consciously choose how I was going to behave um, before the situation started. So I didn't feel like I was being as controlled as much, or I was being as like re reacting to what someone else was doing to me. And so I think that you spend as much time out of the house as possible and paying attention to patterns. And then also knowing and recognizing when, um, they're trying to get a rise out of you and trying to get a reaction out of you. And the thing that I found the best for me personally, which might not be the best for you, is um, I was just no reaction. Like there at a certain point, it can be too emotionally taxing to kind of try and, you know, take the good with the bad, like the, 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 those like small moments that it seems like things could be good or whatever can be way more damaging when like the rug is ripped out from underneath you. So my thing was to spend as much time out of the house as you can um, and doing a lot of your thing, like things on your own. And whether that's like coming up with your own chore list before things get done, headphones in and just not really engaging to, to the, not really engaging in things that made me feel like weirdly, it made me feel like a, I, I had more of a role in this relationship. And I, I was had more of like, I was in the driver's seat with that, where when you kind of know how you're going to behave, regardless of what someone else says or does, it can take a little bit of the power away. Yeah. What do you think? That's good advice. I mean, my mom gets on my nerves, but not in the same way. 
Um, but I I used to argue with her a lot. Like yeah, I think both we yeah we both said this. Yeah, like like so much so that I would get like. Well, I'm black, so I don't get red in the face. But like, if I <laughs> like so much so, steam as out ex- your ears. Yeah, as the expression goes, that I get red in the face, my voice would get hoarse, and um, it took me like talking about it in therapy, and then coming up with a game plan on how to deal with things. And there are certain things that aren't. Where I feel like it's, I think like having any type of relationship, there's compromise when it comes because no one thinks exactly alike. Except for us. And we're very, we very are. similar. In Same our human thoughts. design. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and so uh, my therapist just gave me tools for how to deal with it and how to, if things are getting too heated like you said not either not being there as much or just excusing myself to go to my room and having time to calm down and then sometimes my mom would just follow me and I would be like look like Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to escalate this can you please just give me some space and she'd be like okay and then she'll come like back like five minutes later and then like oh I'm just needing to get something what do you need to get out of my room an excuse. Right. An excuse to see you. An excuse to talk. As I say quite often, excuses are bridges that lead to nowhere. So, um, and this could be a, a conversation with your therapist, figuring out like what what are the things that really make you angry? What are the things that really makes your mom angry? And then figuring out what those triggers are and then coming up with a game plan for when this happens, then I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. When this happens, I'm going to do this. When this happens, I'm not going to do this. Because yeah. not doing things is also part of it. So, I mean, there's one thing that even now, my mom will say this one thing all the time that just grates me. And I was ignoring it, ignoring it for... The thing is that I've already told her before yeah. that this is something that makes me angry. And then... It was fine for a minute. And I told her why it made me angry. Yeah. It was fine for like, I'd say like maybe six months. And now it's starting again. And I told her it got to a point yesterday when I was talking to her where I was like, you need to stop. And she's like, well, I'm talking about that. This is something that affects me. And I'm like, no, because it does. It directly affects yeah. me. It's something that you want me to do mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with you. She's, and then I told her why it upset me. And she's like, oh, well, that's not my intention. I said, it doesn't matter what your intentions are. This is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm probably going to have to do this again in six months. Yeah. But at least I know like for some part, some point some amount of time i'll be okay yeah right now did you and your mom have like a did you i mean because you i mean if people don't know you have two like you've two you're you guys are relatively decently close in age like you're all in the house at the yeah i same mean time i'm for a six bit. years older than melanie yeah but, but yeah yeah me and melanie did not get along when we were kids yeah. but we do now <laughs> <laughs> but so did you get did you get along with your mom when you were like growing up the thing is my mom was in corporate america yeah. a lot she wasn't at home a lot mm-hmm. um, because i was gonna say because did your relationship get better with when you moved out 
I didn't see her that much when yeah. I was at home. So I, I can't, like, when I saw her, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It, I actually, now that I think of it, I think it was more kind of when I started becoming my own person and yeah. having my own thoughts that it got worse. Yeah, because I do wonder, and I, because I, I, I would ask your therapist about this too, and you could even just, like, poll your friends. Um, I think it's really, really normal in like the patriarchy um, and internalized misogyny for daughters and moms to have like a fraught relationship growing up. But anecdotally, in my experience, I have friends who are really close to their moms, like all growing up and then kind of similar to you, like when they got older and they started making their own life decisions and maybe wouldn't get a ton of input or would Mm -hmm. maybe not make the same choice that their parents would and they'd historically been really close, that had kind of caused a new tension that was like, whoa, this is something we haven't experienced before. And then I also know people who had really fraught relationships with their mom, like daughters who had really fraught relationships with their mom uh, up until like late high school. And then once it was late high school and moving out, the relationship got exponentially better. All right. It's time for a break. Oh, okay. We'll be back. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package, and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods... I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Hey, Megan and Melissa, love the podcast. So I'm calling because I'm really worried about my best friend. We are both she, her, 22 years old. We live in South America. Since last year, my friend has been in a lot of shitty relationships. All the boys that she has dated are really bad people. They treat her poorly and a few had put her in dangerous situations. Like she dated a man 10 years older than her. He says she should be a model and he could help her. So he took pictures of her in underwear and then broke up with her because he wasn't ready for a relationship. All her relationships end for this exact reason. Even though they treat her badly, she stays in the relationship until they broke up with her. And usually it doesn't last longer than two months. So she just met this guy. He's also 23 years old. They know each other for three weeks. They have literally one day of being officially boyfriend and girlfriend. And because his family lives in the United States, he's going to move there in a month. And my friend is going to move there with him. 
She says because it's a great job opportunity. He told her he could get her a job of babysitting where she will make $8,000 a month. She will be living with him and his family and she's really excited about moving with him. I told her it was a bad idea because she barely knows the guy. She doesn't know his family and they are moving to another fucking country. I also told her that my cousin works in the States being a nanny and she doesn't make $8,000 a month at all. And I get that in the States, jobs pay more than in South America, but she has money, her family has money, she has a degree, she just graduated college, she's white, she could easily find a good job here. I told her all my concerns, but she says she wants to try. She wants a better life and a better future, and even though she doesn't know the, this guy for a long time, she can tell he's the one. But she has said those exact words with every single guy. I met a guy in her birthday party last week, and even though I don't know him, here are a few red flags. My friend changed so much of her personality when she's with him. He cried in her birthday party because he was so afraid of losing her. He said a kind of racist comment about me. He also said that they should get married and it will be good for her because he will give her the green card and he's anti-abortion. So yeah, I don't want my friend to move to another country in Houston where she doesn't have family or friends with a guy and his family who she doesn't know. That's it. I hope you can help me. Love the podcast. Bye. The only thing that good came out of Houston. Beyonce. Yep. But also Lizzo and also Megan oh. Stallion. Okay. But also like. Unless she's a rapper. Also like, I mean, Houston is like as far like Houston has a high like black yeah. population. So it's like a better part of Houston. But totally. it's still but- Texas. Um. There's no fucking way that she's making eight. Th- Even then, they're no without cheap. references. No, there's no fucking way she's making eight thousand dollars a month. No way, no way. Oh, uh, and <laughs> in Texas, no fucking way. Also, they're the paying opportunity I'm- like that. Like of all the states, <laughs> of all the states to like contrast it being like so much opportunity in Texas, like. And he's, and I he's, thought we were going to go a whole episode without bringing. Did she say he was white or she said she was white? The caller friend is white. is white. Yeah. But I don't believe the caller is since he Oh, made no, no, I, the, I meant the boyfriend. He probably is white. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to operate under that assumption because you didn't say otherwise. But like, I'm so sorry. Like he, of <laughs> beyond him being like an absolute dipshit, like. I think that you actually have a leg up in this situation because factually he is incorrect. Like she's not going to be making that much money there of all of the places where there is quote unquote more opportunity. Like Texas, like, holy fuck. If you think about like the power grid situation, like just everything, like Texas is strapped. Like there are so many fucking people. It is, global warming is hitting it. I honestly, like, I think he's trying to get her there to get her pregnant. That's what I think. I think I had a more nefarious thought process. Or that he's trying to sex traffic her? Yeah, I thought, and I, this, don't take this the wrong way, people, but like, sorry, I'm like just being like, shut the fuck up, anticipation of saying it. I think a lot of people jump to sex trafficking a lot of the fucking time. Um, and in reality, when we should jump to sex, sex trafficking, America, 
like it's you know mm-hmm. white people in america taking other white like now come on come on and also i mean to be fair she's white so it's less less of that but like the this gives she me probably has like an accent yeah white people are like oh that's so exotic yeah no yeah this is giving me like sex trafficking vibes and um eight thousand dollars like he's so full he's lying he's trying to sell her on quote unquote the american and not even believable what the fuck even is that yeah this is like a huge red flag and i wrote down in my notes that you need to scare him off and manipulate the situation and did i just finish watching a season of are you the one yes and there's this one asia this is season five six i don't know asia is my favorite character on a reality show Person? Person. Personality. Yeah, personality on this show. And they are about to win like a million dollars split like 22 ways. It's like $40,000 each after taxes. Totally. Um, But they always are like, we're admitting a million dollars. How long are they there? Like a month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good So, but she's figuring out, she's she's playing by, you would love her. She is like playing by strategy and is like taking no prisoners. And she finds out that this one girl is like, I'm not going to, like the whole thing is everybody has to pair off with their perfect match because matchmakers have paired everyone off, but you don't know who it is. And you all have to like end up with your perfect matches. And then with Terrence J, Terrence, you get up there and then you have these beams of light. They have like a weird sci-fi science aspect of it, which is my favorite because it's so low budget. Um, and this one girl is going to fuck it up for everyone because she's like, no, I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to sit this this person. And Asia like tries to get through to her, gets through to her. And then she finally goes, okay, we need to make the guy that she wants to pick hook up with somebody else. And then he won't do it. And she goes, fine, I'm just going to say that he did. But- and just lie, like she just goes out of her way to like do all of this. And the girl knew what she was doing and knew if you're going to go through all of this after having tried to talk to me about this, you are so desperate for this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I think that like in this situation, you, you need to, I think you have the logic explaining to her, like, I mean, to be fair, I would hang out with both of them. Like I would hang out and like ask him questions and be like, so you're going to move here. So like, what, so like, what's the opportunity in Texas? Oh, what does your family do? Like, oh, what's that company called? And like, I would get as much information as you can. But also at the same time, like, again, I think you can kind of come at this with like actual facts to her. Like, well, Nanny's not going to make that much money. Like, why do you, and then plant the seed. Like, why do you think he would tell you that? Mm -hmm. Who's the family? Yeah. Like, let's look them up. Like, let's vet them and make sure. Like, you need to have a contract before before, you go because you need a work visa. Before you go somewhere, you should be having a conversation with the family regardless he probably if this is what we think it is he probably has people that Mm -hmm. will pose as yeah said family but i you've got to you don't know unless you start asking questions and you've got to ask all the questions to start poking holes into this farcical thing that exists but he's full of shit yeah and you said her family has money um does so his, why is she going for money? Well, that's what I was going to say. Does his family have money? Like, what is the... Because I don't... I think it's... This reminds me, if anyone has seen, and you call her specifically, Brittany Louise Taylor wrote a book about her experience and then did a bunch of videos, but basically, like, ended up getting um, manipulated and married and to a, a narcissist who was just, like, completely lying about mm-hmm. everything and manipulating her, and then which led to, like, abuse. And it's really 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 bad um and so if i think like poking holes in those things as opposed to kind of looking at this like oh this is what you always do 
I think if it's asking questions that are very valid questions about the logistics of it, that she will then have to think about. And then I think it'd be also, I don't, this is like a no holds bar, like fucking balls to the wall, go for it a thing. Like tell her parents, her parents can threaten to cut her off like financially, like completely. At a certain point, if everyone in her life who has known her for so much longer than this guy who she's known for just this small bit of time, especially if this is kind of how every relationship has gone, I would hope that she starts to see that there is something to that. But even if it's just, oh, where are you moving to? What's the address of the new apartment? Like what's like, and not in an interrogating kind of way, but like, oh, what kind of furniture are you going to have? Like, let's like, look, let's like go look online and see like what, like if we can design what your room would look like and you can frame it to be just curiosity and kind of like exciting, fun stuff. But I think that those kinds of questions need need to come up. And I also think that this is a serious enough thing that like I would get her parents involved if need be. And I would also have a sit down conversation with her being like, this is really bad. Like, I love you. And I know I've said that I haven't liked some of the guys you've dated before. And I haven't. But like, this is one that like, I'm afraid, like, I'm really afraid for you. And it's one thing to date someone and have it like, find out that they're like not who they say they are and they're like not a great partner to you and like you still have your family here and your friends here and your life here but it's another thing like when you're there like you don't know that and if this is really like the true love and he's the one that it says he is you can date long distance and like you can do that and it won't be this all or nothing thing but I think I know I mean truly I know if she doesn't go with him he's gonna drop her and don't tell her that, but I'm saying like to prove, but if you can tell her that if this is the one, there is no rush and it will work, it it, it can be long distance. And then she might see that he's not going to do that. Yeah. Like I'm actually, really sketch I'm vibes. truly scared because of the way that she's <sighs> acted in other relationships too. I do think you're caller you're kind of at an advantage because she has told you a lot of things mm -hmm. that's happened in these relationships i think sometimes when people are in manipulative relationships they don't tell their friends because they're embarrassed by what has happened but in her past relationship she has told you a lot of the things that happened and then you know the man breaks up with her and this happens a lot to her so i think continue to remain like an active participant friend because you like I mean like sometimes people are in these types of situations and the firm's like I don't know what to do but you actually like want to help her mm -hmm. and you know keep her out of the situation ask her questions all the time see if there's resources where you live where yeah. they can help people in this situation ask where they're gonna live in Houston who are these people they're gonna she's gonna work for ask you know, like you have to to work in the U.S. You to work legally, which I think that's probably what she wants to $8, do. Eight thousand dollars. Yeah, she she's gonna need like a a a W two. Like they a have, bank account. Yeah. Do they have something set up where they run a business? Nobody's gonna be paying legally eight thousand dollars under the table. Mm -mm. Remain curious. Be there to support her poke holes in the story if it gets to the point where you're actually scared tell her family 
I like what you said before seeking out like resources of places Mm -hmm. that could do like I'm sure there's either like a toll free number or like I don't know what where specifically you live um, and like the relationship with um, if there's a different type of law enforcement or like an organization that deals with that like I'm sure even like there might even be an international hotline you can call being like I think my friend is getting sex Mm -hmm. trafficked I don't know I not like a tip line but something like I don't know what to do with this could you like give me some um advice yeah i i think like fucking push comes to shove (laughs) this is so this is like so toxic and like it's also bad because if it blows up in your face like it's kind of the thing with the like bad relationships if you intervene as a friend to a point where you get caught in what you're doing it can then exile you but this is one of those things that i think like you need to try absolutely everything like she can't get on that plane Mm -hmm. i would go if if it gets to like this the point of like no like it's happening i would I would go into her phone and change my number to say his number or something, or I would do something on his phone, or I would say, I got a new phone, block all of his numbers, and I would text her and break up with her. Or I I would actually like that a lot. And I would also probably ask her parents for some money and have them pay him off and Mm -hmm. be like, you need to leave and sign a contract. Yeah. That on it, honestly, depending on what the timeline of that is, that actually might be your first point of is talking to her family with about um that but yeah so they need to break up and he needs to never speak to her again and if that doesn't come from if she's not choosing to do that like you know manipulate in any way that you are safe doing so yeah all right next call yes hi megan and melissa so i am a 26 year old with she her pronouns and and my boyfriend is 29 he him We have been dating for three years total, and we've been living together for one year. My boyfriend frequently smacks my butt or grabs me from behind, pushes himself against me when I bend over, grabs my butt when we hug, wants to make out in the kitchen, etc. So whenever I'm changing and he's in the room, he sort of bites his lip and wants to come over and hug me or touch me while I'm undressing. And, you know, I understand that this is normal in a relationship. I touch him, too. Like, I'll hug him from behind, rub his neck. But at times, it just becomes a lot to handle. I don't always want to be humped or have his dick pressed against me. If I try to back away or continue with what I'm doing, he doesn't usually stop. I get annoyed, and I'm sort of snapping at him and telling him to stop. And he then proceeds to get offended, throws hands up, and say something like, gee, sorry, and sort of walks away. Um, He often does this when I'm in the middle of something and isn't really invited physical touch. We also have a roommate, and I'm not someone who enjoys a lot of PDA, so I'm not really down for just sucking face in the kitchen all the time. How can I communicate with him that this is something that is kind of overwhelming and just simply unwanted at times? Um, It feels like he has ownership over my body, and it kind of just grosses me out sometimes because I don't want to feel like I owe him sexual favors or, like, He's entitled to touch me whenever he wants. Do you think this is something that just comes along with long-term relationships? I get it. He's attracted to me. He likes to feel my body. But I'm just not always down to be touched or, like, looked at like some sexual object. It also makes me feel like I'm not giving him enough attention or sex, which is also a gross feeling. So what do you guys think? Is this just something that comes with the territory? Or how can I communicate with him, like, stop touching me all the time and sort of rubbing your dick on me 
um, and definitely be as harsh as possible. I'm kind of, I don't know, I feel kind of stuck. So, yeah, be harsh. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. End it. End it. Dump him. You know, you know, you know, talking to you specifically, you know this is, this is not, comes with the territory. This is not okay. You know it. And um, that is the only thing in this call that makes me happy is you at the end saying, be as harsh as you want, because you know, mm -hmm. you know, and you have our permission, you have our encouragement, uh, you have the spirit of us in you to, I mean, I, <sighs> there are two things that you said that I want to point out, you said you don't feel like you have ownership over your own body that he does. You know how that sounds. You know how, you know what it is. He's forcing himself on you without your permission. He knows that you don't want this. And then he gets, when you tell him no, he gets frustrated and acts like it's your fault. Like a toddler throws mm -hmm. his hands up. You also said it was kind of overwhelming. It's not kind of. It's very overwhelming. I know you're kind of, I just did it, downplaying what's actually happening here. Break up with him. I don't I don't know how else. Dump him. Fuck him. Like, mm -hmm. but don't fuck but him. But don't fuck him. Uh, this isn't the kind of relationship you want to be in. Anything in life should be consensual. If you don't want to be touched and you tell him no, if you don't, you're not enthusiastic about him touching you. And he doesn't stop immediately. And he doesn't stop. He doesn't apologize. He gets angry with you. <sighs> this is not the kind of relationship that you want to be in. He gets offended. You said he gets offended with it. Yeah. And makes you feel like you owe him and that you're not giving enough in during sex. And it's not even just how he touches you, but it's how he also looks at you. And this is biting his lip. Disgusting. Disgusting. And he's made it to be like you to feel like you and you are you're like a, a wonderful person. So sexy, all of that. But as if that like. It's a compliment to have your boundaries crossed. And also there are some things in this world that like you don't have to communicate that. Mm -hmm. And first of all, you already have communicated that. You have uh, verbally communicated that. You have physically by moving away, you've said, no, I don't want to do that. There is nothing you can say to someone who is not caring about obtaining your consent before getting physical with you. Mm -hmm that is going to make them change what they're doing at all. That's not something in any relationship that you, sh you should have to communicate. Having to communicate that is a red flag and it's a stop sign. It's a end, end of relationship at all. There are certain times where like I get overstimulated when if like someone's too close to me sometimes or like touching me or like rubbing like my shoulder in like not a sexual way. And that is something that like, yes, that's a communication thing, but this, no, this is not, this is, this isn't about like a miscommunication or not understanding or just being different people. This is someone who, and I, I, I don't, I'm hesitant to use words that might feel really, I don't want to 
you said we could be harsh, but I also don't want to say anything that like makes you feel like we don't understand and then push you, pushes you back closer to him. But there's a word that starts with A that this is. And that is what like you have to consent, even if it's your long term partner. Every time there's any sort of touching, sexual or not, mm -hmm. like that is he's trying to coerce you into doing things that you don't want to do. And if this has been going on for this long, I also think he enjoys that. Yeah. Because you should be mortified. Like yeah. you should be mortified and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. The first time it the happened. First and only time that it's mm -hmm. like, wow, I can't believe that. But when you keep coming back for that, it's because it's getting you off. And you're also trying to be like, I will break her. And he's also trying to do it when you're working on something else or in front of your roommate. And he's trying to show how much control he has over you. So this does not come with the territory. This is not something that is normal. This is not the kind of relationship that you want to be in. He does not respect you. Get out. Yeah. I'm just going to, this is abusive. Like it is abusive. And I hope that me saying that doesn't make you feel like we don't understand. But like I'm saying this as someone who similar age range, been with my fiance, been with moths for like seven years, lived together. This is not the joking thing where people make on TikTok where it's like if your boy, if you, when you're bending down in front of the fridge and your boyfriend doesn't come over and pretend to like hump your butt, that's not this. No. And this isn't playful or that funny. Like that, that's something that they've agreed to. That's something they're into. Somebody might, you know, like the excitement of being in the middle of something and have a dick rubbed up against it. But if oh, I don't think, I don't, I, yeah, some in people, theory, I'm in just theory, saying, yeah. in, in an instance, someone yes. can consent to that. Uh -huh. to, it can be, I mean, it can yeah. be during thing. They're like, yeah, I yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But like, even if this was like the, even if you liked it all, like, exactly, liked it 30 times. And then the one time you said no, and then he gets mad about it. It doesn't matter. No, but this is not how long-term relationships go. This is, you don't feel comfortable in your own home. No. And this is not, this isn't sexual. It's power mm -hmm. and control and and humiliation too yeah yeah but i i thank you for calling like i'm i don't want to say i'm proud of you because i don't know you but like this you knew what you we were gonna the, say you took the first step yeah and or second step i don't know where you are first step might have been just recognizing that this is something that doesn't make you comfortable now you're calling to see getting other people's opinions to see you know is this normal? No, it's not normal. Should mm -mm. I leave him? Yes. Yeah. Well, is that the last one? Yeah. Okay. For don't blame him. <gasps> Woo! It's a pivot. So uh, now don't blame them. This is where a listener will call in with their own advice pertaining to a call we had on a previous episode. So maybe they have their own experience um, or they just thought of something that we didn't or have some of their own personal insight. Hi, I am calling in for a Don't Blame Them for episode 34 in the current season. And this is in regards to uh, the boyfriend who wouldn't move to Australia with the girlfriend, with the caller. Um, I was in a similar situation, except I was the person who was asked to move. Um, we weren't moving out of the country, but we were moving across the country. My ex-fiance had gotten into a PhD program um across the country 
I thought we were making the decision together at first, but when it came down to um, the point when I realized the career options for me in the state and the city that we were moving to were not great, um, and I was also, of course, being offered a promotion at work, I asked to do long distance since it would only be for about two years. He then gave me an ultimatum, either you come with me or we're done. And this was a four-year-long relationship. Uh, Megan was definitely right. If you are with somebody, whether you're married or not, you make these decisions together because it affects both of your lives. When he gave me the ultimatum, I mean, it scared me. And it caused me to, yeah, I want to move, right? Because I'm doing this for him. I'm doing this for the relationship and because we love each other. and I'm trying to be supportive. Uh, but it wasn't good, right? I resented him. I was lonely. I was starting my career over. It's just not how good relationships, the foundations are built. And it's just not how you continue. To basically tell someone that it's my way or the highway, that's not a partnership. And if that's how you're viewing your current relationship, maybe that relationship's not for you in the long term. And that's okay. But forcing someone to make a move, especially one out of the country, because if you were the man um, and he was the woman, you would make that. That's also a lot of internalized misogyny there, and you might want to explore that as well. But if you really wanted the relationship to work, it would need to be a conversation about, like, how do we tackle this together? Not, I'm leaving, and I hope you're coming, or you should be coming. So my advice is, girl, reevaluate what you're doing. Um, so, yeah. I uh, love you guys. Great podcast to the caller I'm talking to. I hope everything goes well, and I hope you enjoy your move. <laughs> wow. That was poetic. It was. You were the kind of person in class, like, you the could... Tact. Yeah. Tact. Like, you could tell... You could give a critique, like, a public out loud critique of, like, someone's work, and everybody would be like, oh... I know it sounds like I should be saying thank you, but I know it's this really, and the teacher's like, oh, thank you. It was really insightful. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, knife to the chest. And then you, you like, it, it takes people like a day and they're like, wait, just talk shit. Yeah. And then you're <laughs> like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, me? My, I just I told think, the truth. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think I was just, I was just, I mean, this a fact. If it hurt mm-hmm. your feelings, I'm, I apologize for that, but I was just talking. Yeah. I was wonderful Mm -hmm. wonderful um and i knew it was going to be good as soon as you said ex fiance yep thank you oh and i just want to say this is from season nine episode 24 i think you said 34 but it's 24 Mm -hmm. it's a good it's a good uh that was a good original call too Mm -hmm. i wonder what happened i think i pissed her off probably a little bit she she needed to hear it yeah we'll call us back original caller Mm mm-hmm let us know if y'all are still together. Yeah. He's going maybe, with you. Maybe you do the update with with him and you're in like Australia or mm-hmm. wherever you are. And he's just like, <laughs> uh, well, that's it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If, or do you want me to read one? My favorite podcast from Don't Blame Katya. I grew up watching Megan and started listening to this podcast in 2019. I can't believe I'm only reviewing it now. This podcast has brought me so much humor and comfort as a mixed black, chronically ill, closeted by woman. This podcast has made me feel heard and validated through some of the toughest periods of my life. Aww. This podcast pushed me to go to therapy, which is life changing. 
I've listened to so many episodes that I can apply their advice to my own life. They have brought me the courage to cut toxic relationships and situations. It's refreshing to be a part of such an inclusive, funny, and thoughtful community. The silver lining in COVID-19 is that Melissa became a per permanent host. I can't recommend this podcast enough, except if you are conservative. <laughs> I listen parentheses. I look forward to every Monday and Thursday because of them. Megan and Melissa, please keep doing what you're doing, even if you aren't making any money from it. LOL, because it's, the value is priceless. When I binge, P.S., when I binge listen to too many episodes in a row, I get Megan saying, I'm going to love with you stuck in my head. <laughs> I'm going to love with you. And uh, what is it? Uh, to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, I have like five fucking sayings. Um, and I also do. I'm sorry, but and it's never and I'm never sorry. Thank you. That's a great one. We should yeah. put that on a on a pitch deck for something. Mm -hmm. But we'll have to cut out the um, money part and be like brands. I mean, we make money. money on this. One. Yeah, we do. We don't make money on yeah. our other podcasts. Not like a living wage or anything, but oh, no. enough to suffice. Yeah, like we're not like... spending. I mean, you could make a podcast for really cheap, but when you listen to it, you would you, hear. You can hear how cheap, cheap. it is. Um, and nothing that Rich Auntie Melissa does is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we don't. We make money on this show. You know, like holiday card money. You like, make like enough to buy groceries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't make a like it's not it's not a, a, a no. living wage. It's more like we slipped a couple of dollar bills in your birthday yeah. gift, like in your but the Hallmark expenses card. Are, co are covered exactly. And then the other podcast, um, it's not that. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six. Or international listeners, send your audio message to meganpodcast at gmail.com. I don't know if I said that at the beginning, but this way you have to listen to the whole show. It's also in the show notes. Oh, that too. And at this point, come on. Um, and if you are listening this far, comment on the latest Instagram. I think your favorite moment over the last 10 seasons. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let us know what your favorite moment or moments mm -hmm. have been. We love that. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Stunning. Thank you. Wee, bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. 
instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 